On this week's episode of Third Party Controller Podcast, we talk about the recently announced state of play and Pokemon presentation. We talk about everything that was announced on both, including the Returnal and the Pokemon remakes of Pearl and Diamond. What do we think? Find out on this week's episode of Third Party Controller Podcast. Let's get it going. <laughs> Welcome to Third Party Control Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse P.S. Lira with... Beto Sparza. And... Welcome back to another episode of Third Party Controller Podcast, the podcast you come to for all the gaming news, tips, tricks, all that good stuff. Beto, hit him with a trick for the audience. Give us a trick, a cheat code. Go. Uh, A, B, A, C, A, B, B for the blood code and Mortal Kombat. Ooh, love it, love it. Uh, what system was that for? Uh, the Sega Genesis. All right. And if you're playing uh, NFL Blitz on the PlayStation... So nobody pick sees what you pick your play. You hit up up twice, and it hides your pick your uh, your play selection. Look at that! You Bam. will find that nowhere on the internet. Only here funny. on Third Party Controller Podcast. Joe, what's one? Give me one. Funny, funny. You didn't go into any Madden cheats. <laughs> I'm not gonna really be alone. <laughs> <laughs> why is he? Why why do you want to know these cheats, Joe? Yeah. Oh, I'm why do you want to know Bento's? I mean, they're they're his most used ones. So. Mm-hmm. Gotta figure shit out, dude. Whatever. We got a big show for everyone today. Huge. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Bunch of news. Bunch of events. All kinds of stuff. Let's get to it. Let's start this off with what you want to hear the most. Beto? Hey. Suffer. Hey. Played this week in Madden, and uh, I got my ass kicked by by one of the uh, the, quite, the rookies. Quite possibly one of the largest, the biggest upsets in uh, our league history. Yeah, I'm gonna go on a record and say it was the largest upset in league history. I Whoa. fucking I'm I'm ashamed to say yes, it is. <laughs> oh shit, uh, dude! I don't know. He Brandon, he got better. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's he's improved. Um, it's cool though. I, I, I knew the... he was though. I, huh? I, I knew he was going to. Once I saw him playing more, and then once I saw like how he was, because I think he told me because we talked afterwards. He said after he got better from COVID, and he got back to playing, he was like he's been on it. Cool. That's good. Um, yeah, I was. I wasn't even mad. I was just like, fuck you. His his both his past defense and his past his run uh, defense are really good. But I finally found a copy of Hitman 2. Ooh, where'd you find it? Amazon. Oh, ooh, all right. For a while, they weren't, they weren't, it wasn't in stock for some reason. Yeah. Maybe like three comes out and like, oh, I want to play some more. And people just start <gasps> the older right. ones. Maybe that's I will play. I won't be surprised if that happened. But I started playing that. And in, these games are fun. Like, uh, my only knock against them is that there's really no, it doesn't, like, there's no new mechanics in these games. Like, so you play the third one, you go back to the first one, and it plays exactly the same. Mm-hmm. That's my only, like, I, I complained about it last time, which is like, 
that's the only shitty thing about this game. But for the most part, these games are really fun. I I enjoy just fucking around, exploring the whole level. Like, I think I'm barely like on the third mission. And uh, yesterday, I was I probably played for about four or five hours on just one mission, just because I, I I fucking enjoy messing around. And it was a uh, in Miami. It was like a like a car race, like a fucking convention with like a I don't know, I don't know if it's Formula One, but it's like a, a car race, like kind of uh, event, mm-hmm. I guess. And just exploring the venue that that was around there, like it's it's just. I enjoy messing around, like finding different ways to like kill people, or or there's a door that that I I, I don't have access to. It's like I, I need to find access to that. I want to know what's in there, mm-hmm. and I find uh, I find out what's in there, and it's just like really nothing. I was like, oh okay, whatever. <laughs> but man, it's, these Hitman funds, yeah, the game. Just my only complaint is that they it just needs to be they need to uh, I don't know what, but they need to uh, update some of the. Or add more like some sort of mechanics or something, just because it's. I could see that if they if it, if they don't if they release Hitman Four and it plays the same, I think it might go stale after. Even though I've played three, I'm still enjoying them. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if if they continue this same type of gameplay for the next one, it's probably going to be boring. So, I think that's it, though, right? They, they said this is just a trilogy and whatever they're it? doing of this. Okay. They said it was only a trilogy, and I think they're they're working on the 007 game after this. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Double seven man is probably gonna be the same too. <laughs> you could throw bananas <laughs> and kill people. <laughs> yeah, you fucking throw a banana on the floor and you fucking fall. I'm a little conflicted when it comes to Hitman because I I don't think I've ever really dabbled on anything that's come out. But you guys have praised this new Hitman since it became downloadable with the first one. Yeah. And then like hearing all this great stuff about three, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get that for sure. And then I'll watch like reviews on it. Nothing un- uh, enough to like spoil it. But then I see how the gameplay is, and it kind of like takes me not takes me out of it but i go like ah, i don't now i don't want to get it because i see how it is but like then it, i keep hearing so much good stuff that i get excited again so i feel like it's just something i just got to play you know yeah i think what is what is it that you see that that makes you not want to play i guess with how okay i guess with how everyone is praising it when i see gameplay and he's walking and people clip into things and just how like weird it looks like sometimes like i don't want to say ragdoll physics but just certain visual things like it doesn't look bad it looks like a good game i'm just Mm. saying i guess animation or something i go oh it doesn't seem like the game that everyone's hyping up but again i think it's just something that when you play it it's just more interesting and you kind of overlook other things but the game doesn't look horrible or perform horribly i'm just saying i don't know like how people talk about it it doesn't you know i think you get what i'm saying yeah, I think people probably like me. I I feel like I, I probably look past like some of the bad animations because it, it. I mean, some of the like I know I know what you mean like some of the clipping and like some animations aren't great, but the uh, exploring of the levels, uh, just the way you can kill your targets, mm-hmm. that's what like I, I love like looking through the tasks and like finding out like certain ways that you can kill a uh, one of the targets. It's it's fun to go through different types of go through that mission of different different ways and killing the the targets um, yeah i'm guessing that's probably why and people people don't really mention that so much because i feel like there's enough replayability where, where they can kind of look past it i guess mm-hmm. but i know i know what you mean yeah i get it, I get it. But yeah that's that's all i played really what about you joe what's up fool? 
Just a little update. Uh, Chargers beat Falcons 31-28. Oh, wow. I could have seen that game. Damn. Surprised they got it because Falcons isn't very good. Well, for me, it was definitely a lot of Madden. Um, What do you call it? I've been getting the shit kicked out of me in a lot of my other leagues. Uh, These guys are good. And it's just like having a making me really like reevaluate a lot of my plays. I'm also trying to broaden, I guess, my play calling, which I think is affecting how well I do because I'm trying a lot of new stuff. Um, because I don't want to get, I don't want to get stuck doing the same plays like a, a lot of people do. I want to get better, you know, and I want to pass more. I want to like. So, uh, I dropped out of one league because I was realizing, like, having, you know, like we had talked about before, having that many leagues, it was just impossible to kind of focus on anything. So, I'm down to, like, having three three main leagues, and, and that's that's where it's going to stick at because I can't. Yeah, I was – and then the one league was doing – pushing for the 24-hour advances. So, I was like, yeah, I got to go. I got to be done. <laughs> can't do that no more. But fun to 72-hour leagues, that's pretty good. Um, so, uh, yeah, playing there still, you know, trying to get better there and, and then just experimenting. And then, uh, I played more last of us too. Yeah. It's a good game. How far are you or as an hour wise? How much do you have on it? So I don't know hour wise where I'm at, but I would say I'm a little bit past, I'm not going to spoil it. Unless have you guys you haven't talked? Oh yeah, I'm not gonna spoil it because I know about never played him, but I'm just gonna say I'm a little bit past the point where you're. I just mentioned the enemy type, where you first encounter the um. Those vampires. Oh shit. Those nasty, uh, clicker types that kind of like explode their gas on you, kind of. Oh uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Boomers. Are they Boomer. big? Boomers. Is that Basically what they are? boomers. There's, yeah. This. Yeah. Basically. So I'm a little bit past the first encounter mm-hmm. with them i think you're underground so that's yeah so that's pretty much where i'm at oh, okay um not too far in but still but i mean a decent ways in I th- i'm i'm like a decent ways into the game mm-hmm. um yeah it's been good the action has definitely been better than the first one you were right when you were talking about that jesse how it felt more uh, uh just a lot more improved and then got advanced and yeah yeah I haven't been bored by any of the stuff going on. Yeah, that's 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 what got me uh, the most in Last of Us Two is just the improvement in combat in general, gameplay. Not that the other one was garbage, but just uh, I wasn't expecting it. I just thought, oh, they're gonna stick with this because they want to go more. They want to tell more of a story than the gameplay, and even the gameplay in the original wasn't bad. I, I just what I felt, and they had a good balance this time on both. So it's an interesting story. Yeah, it's good so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then. Uh... I wasn't planning on doing this, but um, fuck it, I'll bring it up. Um, give a little bit more of a personal, uh, like look into like you know my life and stuff like that. What makes Joe tick? Yeah. Um, so I recently lost a few people in my family uh, due to COVID, and uh, yeah, it's it's pretty shitty. So that's another reason why I didn't uh, get as much time in. But this has been ongoing for a while. But uh, it's just it's just crazy because it's like we, we you know we, I feel like the three of us have taken 
this thing pretty serious. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm not perfect. Yeah. I, uh, I definitely have done some things that, you know, put, can put people, um, a little bit at risk, but, uh, I just think it's funny that there's still people out there who would argue that this shit ain't real yeah. or that this thing isn't, uh, um, like a serious thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it just, it's a crazy thing, uh, to, to believe that. And, uh, it's weird. Cause I feel like we live now, like in a society where we have to question everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's so silly yeah. that people will do that and everything has to be like, no, no. And I just like, well, you know, it's a little, uh, it's, it's a really shitty thing, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I lost two cousins and my grandma to the shit. Yeah. Um, and people can argue, well, was it just COVID or was it COVID and something? I don't, it doesn't fucking matter. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, at the end of the day, it was what it was. It, it, uh, yeah. COVID made fucking worse if it did. Like it's yeah. fucking. Exactly. I, I'm also getting annoyed by the people who are just like, well, were they old? And it's like, does it fucking matter? Were they yeah. overweight? Were, did they have diabetes? Did they have this? Like, what matters? Why does it matter? People are gone. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. Like, We're just trying to find fucking reasons to, uh, you know, to, uh, and look, man, I don't want to be, you know, I don't like wearing a fucking mask, but mm-hmm. I'll do it. It's yeah. not a big fucking deal to me anymore. Uh, it's just amazing how I see some people become such fucking crybabies about it mm-hmm. and complain so much about it. And I'm just like, you know, we're going to get to a point eventually where, you know, like the idea, like they want us to wear this, they're in it. Or, and I'm like, no, dude, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's just something that we got to do for now. And then we won't. Um, but yeah, I get a kick out of people who still think it ain't real. Who yeah. don't think it's going to affect them or do or anything like that. I'm just like, you know, like I had a stretch where a cousin was buried on a Friday and then the Sunday it was like, oh, hey, your grandma's going to pass on. So you're just like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and and it and again, it doesn't really hit you as hard. It's true. You don't get hit as hard until someone actually in, in your, your direct family gets hit yeah. with it or something like that, you know, like that. And uh and yeah, it's the truth. But like, uh, it just, it's crazy to know that there's a lot of people out there that, you know, with all the data in their face and all of this fucking actual scientific evidence are just like, no, I don't, you know, you're just like, shut the fuck up, dude. Really? And it's like, it's, it's the other thing too, is like, we're already, we're getting to that hump where like, yeah, it's starting to go down again and that's good. And you know, everyone's getting vaccinated and that's great. Um, but you know, like, you know, it's just, it's tough because it's a lot to, you know, you know, and now being a part of like stuff like the, you know, like, like you never really know how crazy your, your, like the emotions, you know what I mean? Like how you feel emotion wise when you're like, I want to go to a service or a funeral to honor the people that you love that are gone. But then you also have that conflicted, but I don't want to get around people yeah. mm-hmm. at the same time. And, you know, having to go through the, you know, is it's, it's scary. It sucks, man. And yeah. it, and it really fucks up how, like what should be a normal, uh, uh, it really messes with how you want to mourn for somebody yeah. to pass. It, it becomes a whole different thing. It sucks. 
it's a shitty thing. So for people out there who, you know, you know, stay safe out there and, you know, for the people out there that don't believe in this is a big deal, I'm, I'm fucking telling you, man, you guys are wrong. Yeah. Ain't cool. Yeah. I'm sorry, Joe. I'm sorry for yeah. your loss. It happens, man. But, uh, Jesse, what's up, Will? Sorry for making this all depressing. Um, no, I mean, shit, shit, sometimes people need to hear that shit, though. Yeah. It's true. But those right. Uh, I played I played Persona Five Strikers. <laughs> I played Ape Escape. <laughs> I played Ape Escape. <laughs> I played uh yeah no I played uh the newly released uh Persona Five Strikers, the mix of Muso and Persona Five, and I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna say Jesse, <laughs> you, you little. You, you fucking Muso loving you Muso up. whore. You're probably gonna buy every Muso game. You dumb bitch. They can make a Simpsons Muso game. You buy it, and I'd be you, like, Oh, you know what? You Mussolini loving motherfucker. Oh shit! <laughs> but if they made a Simpsons Muso game, I'd fucking get that. But I'm here to tell you that I am insanely impressed that this is a Persona Five game. It, if it has anything Muso, all it has is the hack and slash combat. Other than that. Everything from the exploring the world like you did in Persona 5, everything from the dialogue, the story. I've probably already have five hours in the game, and I've probably done an hour of combat. Everything else has been, you know, catching up with everybody, exploring your world, getting things ready, uh, doing other things. You can fuse Personas like you did in the original game. You can use magic. Uh, your magic that you use in combat is can be used depending on certain uh, enemies' shadows that you fight, at the, whatever they're weak against, things like that. Basically, what you did, instead of it being a turn-based combat, it is actually full-on action. And unlike a Muso game where, okay, you have the field, now capture this base, make this base your base, now go over to the other one, capture this base, oh, they need help over here head over here to go help them out and then oh but then capture this base and then oh go do this because so let's say some shadows appeared none of that is like that it is literally like palaces in persona 5 the only difference is you're exploring solving puzzles and attacking with the muso combat so it is insanely impressive how well this is just another it's the sequel to persona 5 uh but instead of turn-based combat it's uh action rpg combat and i'm having like a good time it looks really good it plays really well it's it's weird to kind of get your mindset into the whoa you know everything's so fast you're like wait i kind of want to stop everything so i could choose my attacks but you can just attack in general and then just like switch between your characters and yeah it's just it's really good i'm really enjoying it i was really impressed with it uh the music's great the visuals are great everything that's great with persona 5 Again, this is something that you do need to play Persona 5. You, If you jump into this, you're just going to be confused because they mention stuff from the past and you get more out of it if you've played the previous game. Now, you don't need to have played Persona 5 Royale because Royale adds extra character and that character is not involved in this game. But uh, other than that, uh, when, really good. What's up? When you, when you fuse characters, is it in the in the Valor room? Or? Yeah, mm-hmm. You go, it's the same thing. You go to the Velvet Room and you fuse the personas. Now, it's a bit different how you get personas, where in the actual combat you can hold them up and say to join you or take money. None of that really happens. Specific personas are ones that you can take their mask and you can have them as personas. 
and then you go into the velvet room of what you have and then fuse the personas to make your your main persona so oh and what's cool too is and i think they had it in the game as well if you have multiple personas you can actually switch between them and use them so you don't have to like only have one or or waste a turn it's all through combat so there's a lot there's a lot of flexibility in it and it's just i was really impressed because i was just expecting with what people were talking about because reviews for this came out two weeks before the game came out which is really good because usually sometimes reviews are like the day before it comes out or the day it's out and you know a lot of it was just like oh dude it's more persona than muso and i thought it was going to be like muso but not as much but i was surprised with how not muso game it is as in like the world map and having to capture bases none of that's there so far i don't know if that happens later in the game but i am uh i'm really enjoying it it's really cool and it's it's cool to be back in that world you know i ended up buying the neo geo pocket color game that came out on switch uh snk versus capcom millennium of fighter or fighting champions or whatever it's the pocket version of them it's the chibi versions of uh streets of fighters uh sorry street fighter characters and king of fighters characters and it's actually really good it's like eight bucks um i kind of bought it and then i heard they're gonna make a physical collection of getting all the neo geo pocket color stuff that came out on switch uh but i wanted to download that one to kind of show like hey you know capcom like hey you know people are buying this i bought it uh how about capcom versus SNK, snk2 they need to sell about a 10 million more copies of that so no, good luck know. Good luck. Yeah, uh, I, I recently saw real quick. I just saw the uh, uh, the what happened. I think it was on on uh, what was it on? Was it a Darkstalkers one or the whole thing or something like that on the series? Uh, I think it was I, that it was guy one just talked about what they, they do that about how yeah. Capcom loves to do that, and it was like, yeah, yeah, that's them. Oh, we've known this for a long time. Oh, yeah. the sales they go. We'll, we'll get it. We didn't sell thirty million copies, so we can't make a new one. But yeah. what what's cool is that like this coming out is that uh, Capcom allowed it to happen, since it has Street Fighter characters. So that is least a good sign. Now where it's gonna go from there, probably nowhere because how Capcom <laughs> is, but it's a good sign. But with how it is right now in Capcom, and especially in the fighting division. We're seeing a lot of change. There's a lot of people from the past that are no longer there that could have halted a lot of this stuff. So everything seems kind of good right now, but we're just going to have to wait and see, you know, how that turns out. No, but yeah, that's pretty much it. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. So see you in a bit. Hello, you're listening to 3PC News with your hosts, Jesse Lira, Robert Esparza, and Joe Ramirez. PlayStation has announced that the next generation of its PSVR headset, but it won't necessarily be called PlayStation VR 2 and it won't be coming in 2021. 
Sony confirms that PSVR 2 will come to the PlayStation 5 and will connect to the PS5 with a single cord to simplify, setup, and improve ease of use while enabling a high fidelity visual experience. It's described as a next-gen VR system that enhances everything from the resolution and field of view of tracking and input. No images have been released of the device. The headset will also come alongside the introduction of a new PSVR controller, seemingly replacing the PSVR Move Wands, which will incorporate some of the key features found in the DualSense wireless controller, along with a focus on great ergonomics. However, the headset won't be available this year. There's still a lot of development underway for our new VR system, so it won't be launching in 2021, read the blog post, but we wanted to provide this early update to our fans as the development community has started to work on creating new worlds for you to explore in virtual reality. In an interview with GQ, Jim Ryan confirmed that there is no official title for the headset and the dev kits are about to go out. Ryan also described it as a completely new VR format for PS5. Ryan indicates that we'll learn more about the new headset later this year. Joe, Beto, what do you guys think? Is GQ as in Gaming Quarterly? I think it's GQ GQ. Is there a it's, Gaming Quarterly? I don't know. No, it's, it's Gentleman Quarterly. Oh, okay. But I just thought it was weird. GQ, it came out on GQ. So you would think it'd be somewhere else? Yeah. Maxim or something? Yeah. <laughs> the, the source? Hmm. <laughs> That's still around. Is it two articles and a fucking bunch of a uh, bunch of advertisements. Yeah. Yeah, I got really shitty at the end. <laughs> so what do you guys think? So, PlayStation VR dose for the PS5. I'm gonna be as PC as I was when you first told me about it, and say that it was actually cool. it was Beto who brought it up. Cool. It's Beto who brought it. It's cool. It's cool. Um, I think that yeah, that the uh, um, you changed. You know you. You're fixing a lot of the issues that, especially that I even had with it in the beginning. But I think a lot of people had those issues, so um, that's all. That's always a good thing. You're updating it, um, so yeah, that's good, man. Like, you know, you know, obviously VR still has a lot of. There's a lot of fans of it. It sold well, so mm -hmm. um, that's good. Beto, yeah, it's cool. I'm, I'm, like I, I mean. It's something that, uh, like, I guess is a peripheral that fucking Sony is actually um, supporting still. Not like that other handheld thing that they had before, but they, uh, yeah, like the single cord thing was dope. And um, hopefully, like, once, if there's, like, a updated version of that, it'd be cordless, maybe. That'd be fucking even better. So I'm just hoping for, like, the future of that like a second, uh, a revision of it would be, would be cool to have a, have it updated to just be cordless. It's just my hopes, but I'm excited for it still. Cool. I'm looking forward to seeing how the, this new controllers, instead of having the wands, which were older technology during the PS3 era, now having something new and having some of that dual sense technology. I'm actually looking forward to that. Uh, you know, with the updated, you know, HUD, probably a better resolution screen, all that stuff. Uh, I was impressed with what PSVR brought early on to PS4, and I'm looking forward to what it's going to bring for PlayStation 5. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping good stuff happens, man, because I really like the VR experience. But the most important thing that everyone wants to know, I already know they're going to ask this: Are we all chipping in to get the new PlayStation 2 and make it a, a, a single third-party controller podcast unit? 
If you let me borrow it. I'll let you borrow it. <laughs> you know what? I was thinking, nah, I'm going to buy it. And if you guys want to borrow it, I'll let you borrow my PSVR. Two. All right. Oh, no, I mean, like, yeah, I wanna, it, it'd be cool. I'm going to see how that, how much more immersive uh, these games will be with uh, haptic feedback. Yeah. Maybe that'll you know, bring in a new, exciting. yeah, bring in a new technology. Technology. Yeah. Gran Turismo 7 has been delayed into 2022. Sony has announced that the latest entry in the PlayStation-exclusive racing sim franchise, Gran Turismo 7, is now planned for a release next year after pandemic-related production issues. In a statement provided by GQ and confirmed to IGN, a Sony spokesperson wrote, GT7 has been impacted by COVID-related production challenges and therefore will shift from 2021 to 2022. With the ongoing pandemic is a dynamic and changing situation and some critical aspect of game production has been slowed over the past several months. We'll share more specifics on GT7's release date when available. Sony announced Gran Turismo 7 at last year's big PlayStation 5 reveal showcase in June. While the publisher has remained relatively quiet about what's to come with the next installment, word of potential early 2020 release window began to pop up late last year. Sadly, it's no longer a possibility. I think everyone who, who heard this, regardless of reading the article, when you heard Gran Turismo 7 got delayed to 2022, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Gran Turismo uh -huh. always, they always delay their game. Yeah. Co COVID or not, it was going to get delayed. to evolve. I 100% I agree with you, Joe, because I think Forza has eaten Gran Turismo's lunch for years. Yeah. Forza's evolved in a way, not just the Horizon series, but Forza, yeah. what it has become and its accessibility, even though it's still very, very, you can easily tune, um, definitely for like, you know, you can get into the whole gearhead aspect of it. Uh, Forza's accessibility is fantastic yeah. and it extends to Horizon. Horizon's great too. So it's like, you know, I, I know what, and I feel like, uh, Gran Turismo has tried in ways to become more accessible, but I just, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like they, they stop themselves from being what they could be. Like, I feel like honestly, like, and maybe people would disagree, but like mm -hmm. outside of the mistakes that were made at launch, Drive Club was a better fucking game. Yeah, I heard, I heard that a lot. I heard a, yeah. it was really well received but i think it didn't do well yeah the, the, some, well, like, the launch killed it pan, like yeah right what happened again with the launch i forget it's just bad the servers were fucking yeah. crap it was hard to yeah and then just a lot of the stuff but like once they fixed a lot of that and then they made a lot of the improvements towards the end when i played it it was pretty fucking good mm -hmm. even had like a free version that was really good too right mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's just something like with gran turismo it's like yeah it gets delayed but I mean, stuff like Forza or any other type of racing game has just kind of... I don't know. It just seems like they, they don't tend to... When you think of Gran Turismo, you think of, oh, it's going to look nice. But like Beto always says, or we always say, it's not hard to not make a driving game look nice when you really yeah. put in the effort. And if you're a first-party developer, you know? Yeah, uh, I mean, it just... It, Gran Turismo is just known to like, oh, this is the one that makes things look nice. And not that for, Forza doesn't. But at least Forza like has shown like yeah they either have their arcadey version which is the Horizon, or their more sim like but fun version which is the standard Forza, and it's just come out with games once a year whether it's one or the other, 
it's just yeah it's yeah like i said it's just eat, it eats gran turismo's lunch and so it has to do something astronomical for us to even care yeah. i feel yeah i haven't been excited for a gran turismo game since like three yeah that was, <laughs> last, that, was, that was the last time i actually put time into one of those games yeah gran turismo is like the the hitman of games of uh, <laughs> racing games they don't fucking evolve but they look nice yeah Yakuza series producer Desku Sato has said that he would like to see Yakuza's historical spin-offs come west. In an interview with JP Games, Sato asked about potentially localizing two Japanese-exclusive period drama historical spin-offs set in the 17th and 19th centuries, which features established Yakuza characters. Sato said that he would like to see these titles localized so that the Western fans can enjoy them. In the past, we prioritized to regain foothold in the West with Yakuza 0. Time flew by without a good time to publish these titles, Sato continued. In my opinion, the action in Ishii and Kenzen is some of the best on the show, so I would like to localize the titles if there's a chance. However, they're already a good seven years old, so it would take additional work to produce remakes instead of simple ports. That makes the decision a little more complicated. I can also report that during an interview with Sato at Gamescom 2019, he told me that he would have loved to release Ishin in the West from the beginning, but there were concerns about the game's basis in Japanese history, which may not be so easily understood by Westerners. This Japanese history is like common knowledge in Japan, so if a Japanese person who knows Japanese history plays it, he has the storyline, but he also has the twist like, oh, they changed it that way and this would kind of lack for Western players who may not know Japanese history. Sato continued, Still, I mean, if the story is good, they might truly enjoy it. I get asked that a lot, but the fact that a lot of people request it is, sometime, is something that I take back and hopefully will be able to challenge, challenge this and bring it to the West. Finally, after all these years. I, wa I want that. I love the Yakuza series and I've seen those. And um, I... I if we get those, then we have everything. We have all the Yakuza games, and I want it. Yeah. And, um, well, except for the PSP ones they made. But anyway, and I heard those were good, too. Uh, I understand the, the, the problem with, like, oh, not like if you just port it over, like, it's better to do, like, a Kiwami-style upgrade. And I would love that, too. But if it was an option between, like, not having it at all and getting just the ports, I'd rather just get the ports than not have it at all. Personally, yeah. for me. And it's, it's always crazy. Like, I understand that idea of just like, oh, this might not work in, 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 a, in the West, but it works here in Japan and stuff. But I think people nowadays, I don't think, I don't know. Do you guys think, I don't think a lot of people care. Like, as in like, yeah, I don't, I don't understand this history. <laughs> I'm not going to fucking get it. Stupid. I don't yeah. know. I think people are, I don't know. I think people are more open, but could be wrong. Yeah, like, even if I didn't know, like, I, I want to play these games because they look cool. Like, even if I didn't know the Japanese history, I think, it, I don't know, it just seems like it'd be a fun game still. And it, it interests people in uh, Japanese history, too. So. I think the market for this, I'll, I'll, I'll probably be a little bit different. My, yeah. my outlook's a little different. I think the market for this is going to be small here. Um, oh, so yeah. I don't know if that's really going to be, you know, if it's going to be viable. I mean, but if they do it, cool. Because, I mean, obviously you want diversity and you want as many different kinds of games as you can. I don't see the market being as big. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, fans of the Yakuza series will probably be into that and want to play that, and maybe that's enough. Maybe that you know that that you know obviously they're bringing these games over, so they are reaching an audience, and it's maybe hitting their target, whatever it is that that is. I, I don't know 
Like, I, I know for me, like, I'm going to play Yakuza. Like, I'm going get, to get into it a little bit like this. Yeah. But even me knowing that, even if I do like it, I don't know if a 19th century, you know, another storyline. I, I don't know. That's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you, it, it's, I think it's going to depend on how much you, not vested, but how much you enjoy the Yakuza series mm-hmm. in and of itself. So, yeah, it leads me to believe this is going to be a market that might be small, but still possibly profitable, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's why I think, like, I'm fine with just a port, but I understand where their dilemma is in that. Because um, it costs money to, to translate stuff, and, you know, it's not all cheap. But I get it. The market might not be that huge. But, hey, I I am one to believe that us here at Third Party Controller Podcast at least got five people to play Yakuza, and that's a lot. That's a lot, Joe. Okay. Yeah. That pretty much recoups their, you know, loss. So <laughs> they made their money back right there. Yeah. There you go, Joe. So CD Projekt Red has delayed Cyberpunk 2077's major 1.2 patch following the cyber attack the studio suffered earlier this month. CD Projekt Red announced that the news on Twitter also mentioning that the new patch goes beyond any of our previous updates. While we dearly wanted to deliver patch 1.2 for Cyberpunk 2077. In the time span we detailed previously, the recent cyber attacks on the studios, IT infrastructure, and extensive scope of the update means this unfortunately will not happen. We'll need some additional time, CG Project Red wrote. Our goal for patch 1.2 goes beyond any of our previous updates, and we've been working on numerous overall quality improvements and fixes, and we still have work to do to make sure that's what you get. With that in mind, we're now aiming to release it in the second half of March. It's not the news we enjoy sharing, but we want to make sure that we launch this update properly. Stay tuned for more information at the time draws closer. Thank you for continued patience and support. So I didn't really mention this a while ago. I've been actually these past couple of weeks, I've been trying to find time to kind of put it in. Uh, but I thought this was a perfect time to talk about it. CD Projekt Red suffered a cyber attack. They got uh, some of their huge base code for what cyberpunk and the witcher and they pretty much got hacked with all their information and code and everything uh and then uh hackers uh held it up for ransom cd project red said nah we're not gonna do that and they sold their shit off on the black market for i think around seven million was sold on the black auction for allegedly about seven million dollars but yeah that with the cyber attack and that delaying i mean it's understandable why the patch gets delayed but it just seems like uh you know cyberpunk is just not it did not end 2021 it's not starting 2021 off at a good you know hitch too so what do you yeah. think yeah i didn't even know about the cyber attack it's crazy that they sold it for that i i heard about it yeah. um hey i mean man you you guys kind of like i hate to say it but you, you reboot your soul yeah yeah uh, you know I mean, it still sucks, you know, nobody wants that stuff happening to you, but like, you know, could this have all been avoided? Like, would this have happened if they hadn't had such bad negative uh, uh, publicity over how they handle that? Who knows? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Had they actually released the game? You, you never know. But it's like, it's a possibility, like, had they released this game and, you know, not lied to the people and released a full-on quality game they mean this may not have it could have still happened i don't know yeah this could just be a coincidence but i mean it makes you think you know watch out EA. you better come out with a good fucking madden 22 and 22 <laughs> better fix that shit yeah i'm not saying i'm gonna do anything i'm just saying watching out for you guys why are you winking Beto? got a lazy eye 
<laughs> Over a year of internal overhaul on Anthem, EA and Bioware have decided to stop development on the 2019 action RPG and move on to other projects. An announcement today penned by executive producer Christian Daly. He explains that the decision to quit work on Anthem was motivated by a mixture of the impact of COVID-19 and the desire to focus on other Bioware projects like Dragon Age and Mass Effect. 2020 was a year unlike any other. However, we continue to make progress against all our projects at Bioware. Working from home during the pandemic has had an impact on our productivity. And not everything we had planned as a studio before COVID-19 can be accomplished without putting undue stress on our team, he wrote. I know this will be disappointing to the community of Anthem players who have been excited to see the improvements we've been working on. It's also disappointing for the team who are doing brilliant work. And for me personally, Anthem is what brought me to Bioware. And the last two years have been some of the most challenging and rewarding experiences of my career. Game development is hard. Decisions like these are not easy. Moving forward, we need laser focus on our efforts as a studio and strengthen the next Dragon Age and Mass Effect titles while we continue providing quality updates on Star Wars The Old Republic. Daily also notes that Anthem's existing live service will continue running as it's now as it as uh, as it is now for the foreseeable future. What do you guys think? Death. He's gonna die, man. It's over. Like I'm not surprised. I don't think they I, I, I mm. think it was always gonna be a long shot that they were gonna be able to do some of that stuff basically anyway, so I, yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna push push it off to the side. Uh, the people who work on it in the corporate the corporate suits, right? You got the corporation, you got the people who work on the game, right? The people who work hard, right? I'm, I'm putting them off to the side. And I'm just gonna talk about the game and how the game was. Anthem did not launch great, and to me, I always feel you only have one time to impress. That's why these live services games, these type of games, are hard. I think for a lot of people, it's a hard pill to swallow. You can't be Destiny. And you can't be other live services, live service games, or like something like a battle royale. You see those type of games, unless you're Call of Duty, Warzone, or Fortnite, or or Destiny, where you can actually, you've actually shown that you can provide content as the the months or days or weeks go by. Something like this shows that a live service like Anthem. You're going to pay 60 bucks on the promise that you're going to get more stuff. But if it doesn't launch well, say goodbye to your $60. They don't, they promise it to you, but they don't have to keep their promise. People pay, people bought this game for $60 on the promise that you were going to get more stuff. It's been more than a year for Anthem or close to almost more than a year. And there was nothing. The game was made to be a live service game more content coming in the future and you didn't get it this is what could happen this is what did happen for anthem and it sucks for the and now i'm going to go to it like it sucks for the people who work on it people who are spending so much time to actually make this something better to be the quote-unquote next the anthem next right uh -huh. working all this time worried like hearing all this stuff like are they gonna let us keep doing this is this gonna come out or am i gonna lose my job but you know the thing is too is like when they talk about that group i'm always like they had like 30 guys working on it which leads me to believe like they were never really that fucking serious in the first place because to re that just does that seems like a small amount of people to reconfigure yeah. or re-overhaul to make it makes me lead to think like all right you guys starting it right now and then we'll we'll make a decision uh on what we end up doing on the end it just seems like it was never gonna be that 
like what they you know they kind of talked about it it possibly being there was i feel like it was always a half-assed attempt um it's definitely negatively affected them but they're so big you know what i mean like this kind of shit doesn't but i mean they still didn't learn like i read something and i don't know if you're gonna we're gonna go into that but like go ahead how they they're talking about working on um how they just decided to you know they're gonna put those people on dragon age uh but they were like, oh, because of everything that went wrong, they're just now deciding to scrap the live service portion of Dragon Age and focus it as a single player. Which I'm like, it really? Would... It took this fucking long for you guys to, to realize this? It was that and how well um, Jedi Fallen Order did being a single player game. Those were the two factors. Yeah, but and that's the thing that, that, that just amazes me. Like, I think at a corporate level, executive level, they don't fucking see that where it's like, yeah. you know, we've always, always clamored for good single player games. Mm-hmm. It's proven that single player games still work. Now, granted, if you have an exorbitant budget and it gets out of hand, sure, you're not going to get a good return. But single player games still, you know, under a, under a, a solid budget and some, a solid plan, they still make money. They still can. Um, yeah, he has to understand that not everything's going to be fucking mud. Just not. You yeah. know what I mean? That yeah. shit works for certain types of games, and it work. And, and you know whether you like it or not, and it's not going to work for everything. And you know, it's just it's. It really, to me, speaks to their tone deafness of how how they can't see that. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, you're right. Or maybe they don't want to see it. Yeah, I mean, it's always the the quick buck. Like, what is the fad that can gain us more money in the future? Because what, what it came down to is why they were moving a lot of titles that were single-player games into a live service or something to add, like, loot boxes was to make more money because they didn't like that people bought a game, finished it, and probably traded it into GameStop, you know? But, yeah, I mean... It sucks. It sucks for the people who bought it and then like didn't really get a, the game they were promised. And I think it also sucks for the people who worked on the game and they don't get to show all the hard work they did to at least try to make this game somewhat a complete title. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I mean, that's just nothing you can really do there. Beto? Uh, it sucks. I mean... That was the last week that they announced what what they're that they were gonna announce something if they're gonna <laughs> continue doing it. We knew or- about last week that the end of that week there were EA was gonna de- EA and Bioware were gonna decide if they were gonna keep Anthem and everyone said like no they're not going to. Yeah, but even before that, like they're saying they were gonna rework it. It's like I don't, a lot of people were like I don't think it's gonna it's gonna I don't think it's gonna continue. I think they're gonna cancel it. Like yeah. I mean, it obviously added, it ended up ended up happening so. Especially with a life service game, you only have one shot to impress. I feel. Yeah. Eminem. <laughs> Sony is reportedly scaling back game video game development at Sony Japan Studio, a Tokyo-based, a Tokyo-based first-party developer responsible for games like Ape Escape, Gravity Rush, and The Last Guardian. According to sources, VGC is reporting that a vast majority of Jap- Japan Studio's developers have been laid off after their annual contracts weren't renewed. What remains at the studio are localization and business staff, as well as an SOBI team, the developers of Astrobot series. ASOBI will reportedly continue to make games as a standalone studio. 
SIE and later with an update, SIE has confirmed that PlayStation Studios Japan Studio will be reorganized following reports that the game developer, the game development at the first party development will be scaled back. In a statement to IGN, Sony announced that Japan Studios will be recentered around Team ASOBI and development unit behind Astrobot Playroom. Localization, IP management, and external production will also be concentrated within the global functioned wing of PlayStation Studios. Sony launched PlayStation Studios as a new umbrella brand that houses the company's first party game development, including Santa Monica, Naughty Dog, Sucker Punch, Insomniac, and more, effectively shifting part of Japanese studios' assets to global brand. That sucks. No ape escape, man. That's that's the <laughs> shitty that's the shitty thing about this. I mean, they weren't gonna fucking do an ape escape anyway. But like first party of the uh, you know brand like ape escape, Gravity Rush, and stuff like The Last Guardian. We're not gonna get that anymore. Really, we're not gonna see titles like that from them. Um, we've seen success with Astro Bot, and you probably see more of that happening. But it's it's interesting. It's interesting because it makes sense for Japan. And what I mean by that is uh, consoles aren't selling anywhere near as much as it's selling here in America. In Japan, the focus is mobile games. It's always mobile. It's It's been mobile games for a long time. Consoles are kind of dying in Japan. Uh-huh. And this makes more sense the more I hear about it. I understand it. And their focus is going to be leaning toward more of a Western focus is my thought because it's like why have this if we can just have our studios like naughty dog insomniac creating the games for that audience you know i got an idea what sony should for the first time ever come out with a handheld that would be great what nothing <sighs> you're mean Beto. but you know what the nintendo switch is doing awesome in japan because of its portability it's actually outselling the playstation 5 and xbox but then i'm also hearing that sony is all their shipment of playstation 5s are more going toward the western market than japan like a lot of their shit is going over here more because it's just selling more it's crazy it is crazy i don't know anything else you guys want to say about that because japanese don't appreciate home consoles like we do. Yeah. And also, we don't travel as much as they do on subways and stuff. That's true. All news and articles are from publications like IGN, Gotaku, Destructoid, Engadget, GameSpot, and Polygon. You've been listening to 3PC News. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. This week, we had not one, but two video game announcements for two major properties. Well, one being Pokemon and the other being the PlayStation State of Play. So we're going to get on it. But before we get on this, Joe, Beto, did you watch the State of Play? I did. Be- Joe? I, I did catch parts. Uh, I had caught a lot of it afterwards, yeah. What about the Pokemon one? 
<laughs> I don't give a shit about Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Not really. Bed though? Yeah, I did see it. Alright, let's get to it. With the PlayStation State of Play, which they announced was going to be 30 minutes. They started off the show with the announcement that Crash 4, It's About Time, is releasing on the PlayStation 5. Not only are you getting updated visuals, better frame rate, 4K, but if you were a previous owner of Crash Bandicoot 4 for the PlayStation 4, you get that upgrade. So, Crash Bandicoot 4, coming to the PlayStation 5. Joe Beto, does it make you wet? Little cool, bit. I mean, for me, know. like I was just for, it, Crash Four ended up being a title where I was just like, oh, I want to play it, but I'll wait till it drops in price. And then when it dropped in price, there was rumors that it was coming to the PS5, and I was like, okay, I'll wait for PS5 because I might as well since I have a PS5. Yeah. So, yeah. Next up, Returnal, the PlayStation Five exclusive game. They announced that it's releasing on April 30th of this year. But this one was interesting. Did you guys end up uh, uh, watching that one, Joe? The Returnal? No. That I missed. I didn't get to see a whole lot of it. Beto? Yeah. This title looked like, uh, you know, third-person over-the-shoulder shooter. Looked very chaotic. Looked kind of crazy. But, oh, there was a twist. When your character dies and they come back... Enemies are reset. The area is different. Is this a roguelike game? Yes, it is a roguelike game coming to the PlayStation 5. The Returnal. This actually was a game that every time they kept showing it, I was a bit like, eh, it looks whatever. But with the announcement, with like what they showed, I am more interested in this title than I was last time it was shown. Yeah, it's cool. Like, just like, it's, what is it like? She's just, Every time she dies, it's like a time loop, right? Like yeah, it's like some sort of time loop. Right? Keep going back. Mm-hmm. Looks interesting. You know, I want to see more of it. Next out, a title we already saw from last week's Nintendo Direct, Knockout City. It's a dodgeball, chaotic, um, multiplayer, cross-platform, cross-play type of game. All I got to say is it looks. it doesn't look that great to me. Visually, yeah. visually, it doesn't look horrible, but I think character design just wasn't catchy. You know, I don't know. Like, with a lot of things, like, stuff like, I don't know. It made me think of things like Overwatch, Splatoon, even, like, Fortnite. Visually, they have a visual art style that's appealing in some way. You know, as much as I'm not, like, a fan of Fortnite, visually, it doesn't look bad. It works, unless you put Street Fighter characters and it makes me feel weird. I don't like how that looks. But... <laughs> It has a visual style. It has a unique style, you know. Uh, Overwatch has compelling characters, very char- uh, you know, characters with huge character characteristics, you know, attitude, all that type of stuff. Visual niceness, whatever you want to call Overwatch. Splatoon, cute little squiddy characters, all kid-like. And this was just like deformed people. It didn't seem appealing. I don't know what... Not that I don't know, but like... I was. They were saying they were an indie studio, and I get it. But like, I don't know, man. I just don't like how how it looked visually. You know, I think my it didn't appeal to me. Like, I looked at it and we're like, okay, I'm not paying attention anymore. Don't want to be messed up, but that's I automatically kind of lost interest. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't know. I'll I'll play it if it's free, but that's about it. I'm not really really don't care for it either. Yeah, it's. 
Next game announced. Sifu announced for the PlayStation 5 out in 2021. Did you guys see this trailer? Joe, did you watch that? Bed I saw some of it, yeah. The first shot is a hallway with a ton of people, and that character fights them. And the first thing I thought was... Old boy? I wish this was an old boy game, but like a dating simulator. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> a combat dating simulator. And if you watch old boy, you know what I'm talking about. Um, it, uh, you know, it didn't, I mean, it, here's another one. I'm just like, eh, you made me think of old boy and now I just want to watch old boy. You know, old boy did it awesome. You can't, you know, you can't, you can't top know. old boy's uh, hallway scene. Yeah, it looks good. I mean, it looks cool. It's like mm. fucking, uh, fighting game, I guess, beat em up type of, uh, gameplay, but... I don't know. We'll see how when it comes out. I feel like it looks cool, but I feel like it's not gonna, it's not gonna deliver. Kind of feels like style over substance in a way. Yeah. yeah. Like the premise sounds cool, but I feel like yeah, it's not gonna, it's not gonna perform well. I just say, don't tease me with the old boy and don't be old boy. That's not cool. <laughs> Next up, Solar Ash is out this year for PlayStation Four and PlayStation Five in 2021. This game. Here's another one. Right now, it, it, this this seems like a theme that's happening in this conversation right now. It looks like something I've seen before. Kind of reminded me of Journey a bit. Yeah, with like but a neonish type of color palette. But then it's like a color palette like certain other indie games I've seen. Like, I don't know. Like, I think it's it's with visually how games are looking now. There's different art styles. And, and I think sometimes you need something to kind of pop and catch attention catch someone's eye and and so far like a lot of stuff isn't catching my eye this one didn't catch my eye it didn't look horrible it looked like a mixture of like shadow of the colossus with some dash gameplay and jumping and leaping and gliding i don't know i, did, I really it's it was hard to kind of tell it looks nice but i, I just don't, don't I like how it looked either i like yeah, it just, I mean, it looks it nice. It doesn't look horrible, but it wasn't impressive. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a dick saying that, but. You are a dick for saying that. Thank you. Next game. Now, hold on to your butts, ladies and gentlemen, because we got a skur game. We got a skur game for you, for you people. Five Nights at Freddy's Security Beach out this year for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. But Bethel, what's the difference? What what uh, makes this different than all the other Five Nights at the Freddy's? Is VR? No, there was a. I don't VR even one. know. Honestly, I was like, I I, I tuned out. I didn't care about. It. Hey, hundred percent. Same thing here. I fucking tuned out when I saw it was a Five Nights at Freddy's. Five Nights at Freddy's is not my thing. I like horror. It's too scary. <laughs> I like <laughs> horror, but when I saw people play it, it just seemed like you got to do it until something yells at you, and that's what's scary. And to me, yeah, completely is not my thing. Because it just doesn't seem... I know what the shtick is, you know? Yeah. But this one, after watching... Because I watched this state of play like two or three times. I do it for the show so I don't miss anything, you know? I kind of got to make up for you guys not watching it sometimes. So I'm like watching it through Bethel's eyes and then in Joe's eyes. But the third time I watched it, I saw something different. It's not like the other Five Nights at Freddy's. You're actually exploring. It looks like you're exploring... Uh you're not a security guard. You're or? not. You're a security guard, but you're actually walking around the facility. Yeah, you're not, 
watching monitors though. Monitors. You're not watching monitors. You're actually going through the areas of this Chuck E. Cheese. It looks like this is a prequel, maybe set in the 80s. I don't know the the history of Five Nights at Freddy's, but with what I saw, it looks like it's taking a different direction than previous Five Nights. For all I know, maybe they've done this already because I don't follow that series. Yeah. But this one was a little bit more appealing because I'm like, oh, I'm actually exploring. I'm actually moving around instead of being the security guard looking at cameras and making sure I got to keep checking them every once in a while. So this one caught my attention for that being actually something different. And I give them props for not just because they could have kept doing the same shit and people, kids and adults would have kept buying the stuff. I still... I just still feel like it's still a jump scare generator. And that's what its goal is. And that does not interest me at all. You're probably a thousand percent correct. And when I see this, someone streaming it, I'm going to be like, yeah, it's what I don't like, whatever. Probably right, Joe. But with what they showed on this, piqued my interest for someone who didn't give a shit about this series. Yeah. This game we've heard a lot about. But here's here's, here's the difference on this one. Oddworld's Soulstorm. You know, it's a new Oddworld game. We've we've heard about this for the past like year or so, more than that. But there's there's something different about it, but though it's out April 6th. But what's different about Oddworld's Soulstorm? I don't remember. <laughs> if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber, oh, yeah. it is the free game for April. I thought you like a game the game mechanics some. No. But yeah, it's it's free. Hey, you know what? It was Look, and I hate some, again, I hate saying this type of stuff. It's always like, oh, man, I'm interested in this when the price drops. But with it being a free PlayStation Plus title, I'm like, can't hurt. I, I, yeah. I want to play this. This is cool. And I think yeah. that's awesome. I remember seeing the, the the reveal or the trailer for it last year. And it looked interesting, but I, I had no intentions of buying it right away. But now that it's free, I'm just like, hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Now, this game, I was waiting. From the day I saw it, I'm like, oh, please be good. Please be good because it looks good. Please be good. But I was hoping it'd be on this state of play. I was hoping we get a release date, and we got it. We got that. We got the game, and we got the release date. And I came to find out, too, that these people who are working on this game did the cool fan-made trailer of a Majora's Mask trailer that they did a few years ago, and it was awesome. This game looked great. I'm looking forward to it. I hope it's good. Kenna Bridge of Spirits is stated to release on August 24th this year on the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. It looks like a platform action hack and slash adventure with magic and cool stuff. You guys saw this trailer, right? You've seen uh, Kenna for the past couple of uh, state of plays and stuff. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really excited. Um, I'm hoping it's really good. Uh, I just, I, I get a feeling that like, uh, you know, I think the only downfall of this game might be like, maybe something feels floaty in the gameplay and maybe it's a game where it's like, cool, that was a great four hours. You know what I mean? Like, that's my one fear is just like, oh, it's great, but like it's four or five hours, you know, or it's like 12 hours, but they could have shaved off four hours because all you're doing is collecting coconuts and you're like, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's what makes me worried, but I'm super excited for this game. Like, I think besides Returnal, because Returnal kind of shifted my thought of, like, eh, I don't care to now, like, oh, dude, I'm looking forward to April 30th to actually picking up this game because how it is now. 
Uh, Kenna has always been a title that I'm looking forward to, and I'm excited that there's an actual date for it now. But I don't know. What do you guys think of Kenna and Bridge of Spears? Yeah, I mean, it looks, it looks cool. I got, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm, I mean, it's one of those games, too, that I'm not really sure about. We'll see how it, how it is when uh, the week of release. I would agree with Beto 100%. Cool, cool. Now, here's another I one. I would have said anything. You would have said that same thing. Huh? <laughs> I just wouldn't say anything. <laughs> now, this is another title that, like, I don't know how many times I've heard about this game. And you know what? Even after this announcement and what they show, I, it's just, it's just, I just don't have any interest in it. Beto, I know you do. Joe, I think you do. I'm just going to throw it to you. Still no release date for it. It's going to be exclusive to the PlayStation system even after Microsoft has purchased this company. Yes, Bethesda, it is Deathloop. Did this new trailer, did Deathloop still pique your interest, Beto and Joe? Is this something you're still looking forward to? No. <laughs> what changed your mind? I, I don't know. I just don't care for it anymore. I'm... I don't know. I just I saw it, I saw it now. I'm just like eh, whatever. It just doesn't look as uh as fun now. I guess I don't know. Just watching it again. I I I, I don't know what it was. It just I lost interest in it. The concept is interesting to me, um, but it could also be one of those games where like the gimmick outweighs any actual uh fun or or you know what i mean like that's where that's just the whole thing mm -hmm. and um yeah it's just one of those things where the more you see of it the really for me the more the more i'm just still like i really don't know if this is gonna be any good i hope i'm wrong you know i hope it's yeah. like something where dude you gotta play dude, you gotta play this game and i'm like all right and then i like it but i just from the day it was announced till now i still have no interest in it at all it looks nice, but they keep talking about it. When's it yeah. coming out? That's, 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 I think that's that's one of the things that I feel like made me lose interest because it, it got announced such a long time ago and it's not even out. Yeah. So, that's the state of play. Oh, no, wait. They had one more thing. One more thing to end the show. The most talked about, biggest thing of last year they said on this. You guys know what it is. They announced... Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade announced out June 10th for the PS5. Not only is it an upgrade upgrade to Final Fantasy VII Remake, you'll, if you own Final Fantasy VII Remake on your PlayStation 4 and have a PS5, you get that upgrade for free. But there's new downloadable content starring, yes, the character Yuffie from Final Fantasy VII for $10 if you get the, when you get the free upgrade. Or you can buy the complete package on PlayStation 5 for $70. New upgrade, Final Fantasy VII. You're getting improved visuals, ray tracing, fog effects, clear picture, 4K, 60 frames per second. But not only that, faster load times, photo mode. All that, all that jive, all the good stuff to end the state of play. What do you guys think? What do you guys think of this announcement? I'm Final fucking excited. Are you excited? Yeah. And you know what? It's not only that. You know what? And you know what PlayStation said? Joe Beto, you get to play Final Fantasy VII Remake 
It's a PlayStation Plus game for free. Free. When is that? Uh, next week, right? Okay. Yeah, and Jesse was mad. Like, I wanted to I pay. I heard that that that. that <laughs> I wanted to pay. I know. I got mad. And I'm like, uh, excuse me, can I pay for this free one? I, I heard that that version doesn't qualify for the upgraded stuff, though. It doesn't. I read that too. It, oh, you don't get the that. upgrade. Fuck that and fuck you, Jesse. <gasps> what did I do? Uh-huh. Yeah, it doesn't qualify for the upgrade. It was when I heard it was free. I'm like. I, you know what? I'll be 100% honest. When they said, oh, if you have the PS4 version, you get a free upgrade. I'm like, wait, is this Square Enix? Is this really? Are they really giving a free upgrade? What? Like, everyone was surprised, right? And then it's like, yeah, they are. And then it's just like, oh, but like, if you get the free upgrade, you still got to pay 10 bucks for the Yuffie DLC. But then if you just buy the game, then you get that DLC for free. It's like, oh, they're Square Enix. And it's like, oh, but it's free PlayStation Plus game. And I'm like, are they going to give the free upgrade on that one? It's like, no, you don't get the free upgrade. I'm like, there's the Square Enix I know. <laughs> so, like tradition, I'm getting seven copies of the PS5 version. Se- I'm going to order seven of the DLC separately for each version I have. So, i got to keep those sevens going, you know? It's just how it God. goes. But yeah, I'm. I, I, you know, I've been. I really had fun with uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake last year. I played it two times, and I've been wanting to play it again. But I'm like, I always had a feeling like maybe they'll do an update where it like runs better, looks a bit better, and they did. So, uh, kind of excited about that. Kind of stoked to go through it again. And if I have my save file, which I do, it'll transfer over. So it's you know, it's got all the bells and whistles you need. You want to continue your playthrough of Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I'm excited for the DLC too. And Yuffie, Yuffie looks adorable. She's a great character. How long are you going to spend uh, taking pictures of Tifa's titties? Oh shit, in photo mode? Every angle, every photo. Fo- now I'm going to have to play through it three times because there's three dresses that you can choose when you're uh, at Don Corneo's place when you have to choose. Don Cornelius? Don Cornelius, there you go. Um, I, I didn't know you were such a big fan. This wasn't announced at the state of play, but, and I'm going to tell you guys about this. No joke, there's more Final Fantasy VII coming. Not only are they remaking the original Final Fantasy VII, they're remaking the original Final Fantasy VII in the chibi form with updated graphics. Episodically combined with Crisis Core, Before Crisis, Advent Children, Dirge of Cerberus, all of this is part of the compendium of Final Fantasy VII. All of these words that you're saying. These are I'm so not joking. What's it called? Dirge of Cerberus? Dirge of Cerberus. Dirge of Cerberus. But, okay, Advent Children is a movie. They're making it an episodic game. It's all going to be combined in the in the anthology whatever of Final Fantasy. The crowd goes mild. Jesus. There's a ton of there. Square Enix is milking shit out of Final Fantasy VII. It's crazy. Oh, really? <laughs> no, but seven the most. You're barely man. finding that out? No, I always knew, but seven, like they're really taking seven over. Anyway, but yeah. Forget all that, because I know I know you guys don't give a shit. <laughs> I care, but you guys don't, you know? Anyway, this state of play, what'd you think? Yeah, it wasn't bad, it wasn't good. There's nothing really that Nothing big announced, I feel. I, feel I like, agree with you. I feel like it just kind of followed suit with Nintendo's uh, Direct, Direct, where it was basically just like, 
we really don't got a lot of stuff to, to show you right now. So here's just a couple of, here's what we got for the time being. How much do you also guys think, like what do you guys think when it comes to the Direct, like Nintendo's Direct and the state of play, how much do you think it's, we got to save stuff for like around E3, even though we don't attend really anymore. We got to save stuff for the middle of the year to get people excited. So we can't really announce these, but also how much is, how much is Cyberpunk 2077 affecting things too? Yeah, I don't know. You know, like how much of that is like, shit, we were going to announce it, but fuck after, like, we don't want to do that. If uh, fucking cyberpunk like damn we might take another like couple of months to a year to make our game we're originally gonna aim for holiday but fuck that they got they got hacked the other week fuck that shit how much do you think that affects them you know but I, I don't i don't know what happened to them really affects them so much but i just feel like as in, in you general... see a company kind of be like oh fuck it put it out and then we'll fix it later it, it, people will still buy it and then you see what happened to cyberpunk and it's like yeah, because like I said, there's no real way to know whether or not that was going to happen True. because of that. Um, I think that I, I generally think that most companies, they're not going to learn a lesson from it. They're going to continue to do that anyways, um, release games when they're not ready. Uh, but I, I figure, yeah, I don't know how much, I don't know how much what we saw out of those presentations if that was anything to do with it, like mm -hmm. that's why they don't want to show a lot of stuff right now. But um, yeah, just like for me, it's again, it's like, you know, for the state of play, you know, it was 30 minutes, but I felt like just like I said about the direct, you could have chopped off an easy 10 minutes like of stuff that was like didn't really need to really be on there. Yeah. Or didn't, you know, it just and it comes off as just like, yeah, it, it makes for a. Um, kind of just like a filler show gotcha yeah i feel like this is like this is the moment though though like mm -hmm. and i don't i don't know if microsoft has anything planned but this would be a great moment right now where it's like okay nintendo's showing off some stuff uh, uh you know sony has i don't know if microsoft has a plan in place to show something you know to show off some new stuff do you but think they have anything to show though I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I really don't know. Maybe they don't have anything, but it would yeah. not kill them. It would be a great opportunity for them to build a little bit of, you know, if they did, mm -hmm. if they do, maybe you're right. Maybe they don't have anything. I mean, but, what like, they could show how Halo Infinite's going, but that's not coming out. I don't even think they the know how it's going yet. <laughs> yeah. And then like they could show like what, uh, send you sacrifice the second one with Psychonauts two, like, all I all I could see is unless they have something new to to show, they're gonna be showing the same stuff over and over again, like Sony did. Basically, we're seeing stuff in this state of play we already knew about. You know, some Bethesda stuff like they have the Zenimax. Do they have anything? I don't know. Do you, I mean, you, I've heard that there's stuff in development, but like I don't know. But that's the thing. Why show something that's in development if it's it's four years away? Yeah. You know, how far are they, are they into yeah. it? You know. That's that's the problem with these, and you know, and I, and I think a lot of it comes down to well, you know what? Let's continue on with the next thing. But this state of play, I think I, I you know I agree. Like for me, I think the thing that kind of came out looking really nice was the Returnal. I had no interest in it whatsoever. I'm like, it looked nice, but I don't know what the fuck it is. 
And then when they showed this one, I was like, whoa, now I'm interested. Like, right now, a lot of people who have P who are getting PS5s, who are either lucky enough to get PS5s right now or got it when it launched, are like, what's what's next? What's next? You know what? I'm going to point them to Returnal. I'm going to be like, hey, did, did you like you like roguelike games? What's that? Like, have you played Hades? It's like, yeah, I like that game. It's what this looks like, you know? It's showing off really well. Now, how is the game going to be and, and stuff like that? We won't know until it comes out, but it, it, it was more impressive... And this showing a state of play than it has been previously, personally to me. I think this is the, this was the only thing that kind of stood out to me, you know. It'd be funny if like Sony or Nintendo did like a, uh, we're excited to announce this. Well, but it's not gonna come out for another four years because we don't want to rush ourselves. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> CD Projekt Red. <laughs> <laughs> presentation they start off showing the history of the games from the handhelds to the items to the anime really cool little segment if you're a pokemon fan check it out it was actually really cool to see a lot of stuff that came out in america but also came out in japan and was announced or shown you know to an audience that probably wouldn't have noticed a cellular phone connected to a game boy color transmitting wirelessly like that didn't come out here but it came out in japan pretty neat to see but anyway they start off the show it's pokemon's anniversary so we get more information on the title of new pokemon snap coming out april 30th more stuff all the stuff you like taking pictures of your pokemon best pictures you can post them online if you get the best ranked photos you get uh, you know you can be top of the leaderboard shown off to everybody all that stuff Pokemon Snap looked really cool, looked really nice. Bethel, you still excited for Pokemon Snap for the Switch? Uh, yeah, I am actually. Yeah. I'm still. What'd you I think mean, of that trailer? It's cool. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm I want to see more because I, I don't know. I, I kind of, I'm feeling like it's just gonna play a lot similar to the original Pokemon Snap. Mm-hmm. But not really have uh, all that much updated uh, gameplay. Like I feel like it's just gonna be on rails. Yeah. And then like it would be cool if you could just fucking explore. But that would be cool. I don't know. We'll see how it comes out. My expectations are low. I'm thinking this game is gonna be like the 64 version. You can beat it in a day. Just because yeah. I feel like if we get all crazy and think it's gonna be the world, it's not gonna be. I'm. I feel like it's just gonna be what it's always been. I, I think that's gonna be the the main thing about it. And to me, that's not really a negative. But I do want it to be more. But I'm expecting it to just be more of the same. But just look pretty. Joe, do you care about Pokemon? New Pokemon? Stuff? I don't. <laughs> not right now. <laughs> don't. All right. Now, someone told me I cannot wait to find out Joe's reaction on this. I cannot wait. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let you. You're going to listen. You're going to find out what Joe's reaction is going to be. They announced the next Pokemon game. But it's not a new Pokemon game. Or is it? They announced 
Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl coming out late 2021 remakes of Diamond and Pearl that originally came out on the Nintendo DS. Joe? The new Pokemon? It's a remake of the original DS versions, but out for Switch with improved uh, updated graphics. And uh, looks really cool. And it's Pokemon. Yeah, that's the thing for me. It's just, it's still, it's, it's Pokemon. And like I said, like I finally experienced it and it was cool. But I mean, it's Pokemon. And for me, it's just like, you know, like it's, it's not enough for me. Mm -hmm. But I mean, for the people that love it, I'm sure it's going to be cool. Beto? Yeah, I played Pokemon X, Y. I don't know which one it was. It was a lot of fun. I got the one after that. What was the name of it? Omega Ruby Omega. and Alpha Sapphire? Or, you know, or, moon, or Sun or Moon? Yeah, I got those. I don't know which one. And it was the same thing. And uh, I think X and Y was my intro and exit into the uh, Pokemon series. Because I really feel... I mean, unless there's something new that, that they come out with. Like a, a brand new Pokemon game. I feel like it's going to be the same thing. It's just, I don't know, just, they all play the same, I feel. They did announce a new Pokemon game. Pokemon Legends Arceus out early 2022. Now this, I'm going to paint a little picture for you guys. This seemed like early Pokemon in this region. I think it's this, I could be wrong. I don't know my Pokemon lore. I don't know my Pokemon whatever. Whatever region I think Diamond and Pearl was, this is the one that it's set in. I could be wrong, or another region, but this is way before. This looks old, timey, whatever. But it's like Yakuza back in the. There you go. It's the Yakuza 17th century, 19th century type. Um, but this looked crazy. It looked like a legit open world Pokemon game. You actually go, you capture Pokemon, you can battle Pokemon. But this early showing of it showed a lot of different things you haven't seen in a Pokemon game. Again, it's nothing crazy. It's not like, whoa, we've never seen this before. But it just seemed like the next type of step. If Legends is going to be its own thing, I don't know. If they're thinking this is going to be the continuation of what Pokemon evolves to, there's still a lot of questions for it. But it looked interesting. Where you're right now, Bethel, kind of feeling like, I played X and Y, then I got Sun and Moon. It's the same thing. And a lot of people, even me, I told you guys, I said it here on the show. I got Pokemon Sword, and I got fucking bored. I was like eight hours in, and I was like, I can't keep going. It's the same shit. Which a lot of people say, after seeing Pokemon Legends, leads people to believe that Pokemon Sword and Shield was going to be 3DS. But because Pokemon Company saw, oh shit, Switch is actually doing really well. Let's just throw this shit on there. That's why it was disappointing when you got Sword and Shield. You're like, oh man, it's the first time Pokemon's not just going to be on a handheld. It's going to be on a handheld, but I could finally play it on my TV. That's what we've wanted for years. And then everyone goes, especially me, kind of like, yeah, it's, 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 not, it's, what, it's not doing anything. It's not doing anything new. And... That's again. That's what a lot of people are saying. Like we, they believe that originally those were gonna be 
3DS titles until they're just like, oh, Switch is doing well, fucking throw it on there, you know? Because remember, there was early reports where Pokemon Company was just like, well, we don't know how Switch is going to do, so we're, we don't have anything in development for Pokemon. What? It sold how much? Throw that shit on there. But this one caught my Pokemon Legends. Seems like it could be what the next version of a Pokemon game could be. But I'm going to hold my breath on that. But right now, it seems very interesting. Could you know, be. open world type of thing. I think out of all that, that's pretty much all they talked about in this presentation. It was something short. They had their surprises. They had their remakes. They had all this. I um, That seemed interesting. But also after watching this. And again, this game ain't coming out for another year. So they still have time to work on it. I honestly, after watching it, I I know you say they don't need a Joe. I think they need a, um, um, a Switch Pro. Because there was some rough visuals in that game. There I was, was about some... to Huh? No, this, uh, this Pokemon game that they announced. I saw it. I was like, oh, it looks nice. And then you look more into it. It's like, oh, it doesn't look very nice. So your character is 30 frames? And the Pokemon that are 5 feet are 2 frames. It looked very weird. Really? I don't know. It was it was shorter frames uh, than like the no, other. Saw, huh? Like the textures, like the grass. I'm like, oh yeah. Looks... Oh, it looks rough. It, a lot of stuff. Again, it's a year off. But I think something like a pro would help a lot of things, a lot of games, to be honest. I think so. I think it would be time for a Switch upgrade to at least have some sort of performance boosts. But. But you're going to neglect the light users, dude. They made their choice. They didn't know this was going to happen. They made their choice. It's still playable. It looks bad. Dude. It's still playable. And it actually, in that small screen, it'll probably look better. No, for real. Maybe. Compress. Because I watch a lot of the Digital Foundry stuff, and sometimes when they when, when it drops to portable, it drops resolution, and sometimes performance is better. It's crazy. Sometimes something yeah, running true. something running from 1080 dropping down to 720 fixes something that looks bad on 1080. It's crazy. In but 1080, in, do they delete your record in 1080? <laughs> but yes. Uh, but that was the Pokemon announcement. Joe, I know you love Pokemon. What do you think? I don't love or hate it. You're the biggest I... fan. You're like, I am Pokemon. Um cool for people like cool for fans like yeah. i'm sure they're gonna dig it but like let's be real like i said like they haven't uh outside of remakes and stuff like that they haven't really reinvented the the model for those games in my opinion much so you know for those that enjoy them it's more of that um and and that's cool like i said it's a big franchise it's, i'm not gonna say it's not you know what i mean mm -hmm. beto what do you think? I mean, I mean, like I feel the same way. I'm, I really don't care for the Pokemon games. Pokemon Snap, I'm kind of like you, just kind of like skeptical about it. Yeah. Um, the new Pokemon looks okay, but I'm I don't know. See when it comes out, but I, if it if it's like the other Pokemon games, I'm probably not gonna get it. Yeah. Yeah, and that ends our conversation on these two announcements this week. We had that and. The Nintendo Direct last week and what I kind of wanted to say was you know a lot of people I think they felt across the board 
that all these were okay. You had a lot of people saying like, whoa, yo, Pokemon was the best one because fucking remakes of fucking Pearl and Diamond. Oh, shit, right? But I think what this shows us is as fan, when it comes to fans, people who are like, oh, a new Nintendo Direct, they're, they're wanting the world. They want the universe. State of play. Oh, the Nintendo Direct sucked, but State of Play is going to fucking bring it back, bro. And nothing. Pokemon. Oh, Pokemon's going to be fucking awesome. And for some people, it was better than both of those. For other people, nothing was good. I think fans' expectations need to fucking simmer down. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, people, yeah, like you said, people expect them to, like, go out guns blazing. But, like, sometimes you just can't. There's, like, not, not, they're not, it's not ready to be. Yeah, it's not ready. Are you talking about like just the shows in general or just fans' expectations and just in general? Like, don't get too excited. Like, it's cool to be excited. Like, oh, shoot, there's a new Nintendo Direct. There's a state of play. There's fucking a Pokemon announcement, a Smash announcement. Like, like, why get mad and then threaten people online and then say, like, you fucking suck. You ruined everything. Because those people are idiots. (laughs) I say it's just cool that we get something announced because I always find there's at least something I I like from it, you know? Also, we're in fucking February. And let's face it, the beginning of the year, generally, you know, in a lot of cases, there's a drought. And we're in the beginning of a year where the past year we just had a console launch so this is you know unfortunately this is par for the course that's yeah. this is just how it generally goes so yeah uh you can't really expect anything else and at the same time what what could have been like garbage for you someone could have loved the whole thing yeah and that's awesome yeah. they're not wrong that's awesome they liked it all that's cool hey like some people the people that that expect more like they they, they think like it's a fucking every time they they have a direct or a state of play I feel like they expect like something crazy to be revealed, like at E3 or something. Like, yeah. not all of these are huge special events. Like, they're they're cool. Like, people like them, but plus there's a like lot it. of good. There's a, like a lot of good stuff cir- circulating right now that you can still play. You know what I mean? There's yeah. There. Shit, there's still a ton of PS4 games I gotta go through. Yeah. Um, Controls Ultimate Edition again is a it's a great example of something that's still there. It's where it's gonna be. I don't know if it's staying. It's gonna be gone soon, but it's like. Uh, yeah, you should fucking get that because it's really, really good. Um, By the time this is out, you already missed your shot on control. What'd you do? Why'd you do look, that? Talk about it. We've been talking about this. We've been talking about it. Joe mentioned it. If Joe says it, you know it's gold. Except for upgrade. That was shit. Um, um, yeah, like I said, like I'm playing Last of Us 2. Um, you know, I'm, I am I still have every intention of playing, having a second playthrough of... Uh, um, High, but the High Busters DLC because that was such a fucking that was so much fun yeah. on Gears Five. No, it was great. Yeah, and uh, and you know, I mean, I guess there's stuff to play like you know, Hitman One and Two. I might even I was even thinking I might stream my Yakuza playthrough. Oh, oh shit! Oh, yeah? I'll watch that. I'll watch it. Dude. Just I'll to, watch just to just be like, and then you know, I don't I don't think there's a mic huh with the with the Xbox. Oh, you're playing mm. it on Xbox? Uh, no, there's not unless you have a headset. Might not be able to talk then because I was gonna. I want to be able to go. What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Even if like with a headset. <laughs> no, you should be able to if you has a headset. Do you have a headset or no? I don't have an Xbox one now. Oh, okay. I only have the PlayStation one. All right, real quick. All honesty, you guys gonna play a uh, Final Fantasy VII remake when you get it for free? Possibly. That's a possibility. 
Beto. It's not gonna be number one on my list, though. I got other stuff to play, but I mean, I will definitely play it you, in my library. As long as you try it, that's all I. That's all I ask for. All right. So that wraps up our week on the state of play and Pokemon presentation. But before we go, some stuff happened, and I want to talk about it on the show real quick because I feel like when this happened. My first thought was both of you guys because this was something I felt. I don't, I don't know. It was weird. I had thought about this days before it got announced. And I thought of you, Joe, and I thought of Bethel. And then the next thing I know is Daft Punk breaks up. And I still remember Joe going, hey, they're going to do a live 2017 you were fucking going, right? And I'm like, I will spend five to $800 a ticket. I don't give a fuck. 2017 came and went, and no Alive 2017. Mm-mm. When I think of Daft Punk, no joke, I have memories of Joe. Early on, before me and Joe were real good friends, we, we, we talked a lot about video games. I learned a lot from him and Bethel about like mixed martial arts. We had bonding moments, but besides the video games, I think one of the other bonding ones was Daft Punk. That was a huge bonding thing for us. And it sucks that they're gone. <laughs> I was bummed. Like yeah, I fucking that day. Yeah, I thought that it was. It was like I, I, I wasn't. I couldn't say that I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Not not that I thought they were on their way to breaking up, but when I saw that, I was like, well, it's been seven years since their last... It's crazy to say that, but I was like, it's been seven years since their last album. Yeah. And then I was like, thinking, I was like, and like, they left on top. Like, they yeah. literally won album of the year, mm-hmm. song of the year, and all this shit. And it's like, and they, and they almost like, they almost called their shot. You know what I mean? In a way where they were just like, this is going to be fantastic. Like, like, all that build-up, like those um, little documentary makings of all the way leading up to the album where they were like, yeah, this is special. Like, yeah. this is basically calling their shot and being like, uh, I don't know if you know this, but we're fucking a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, then they, and then they, like, fucking delivered. Yeah. And they did. And the album, I mean, the album's great. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I was just like, but, and it was like, again, uh, uh, another album that was different. It was, every yeah. album that they do was different. Yeah. This one used like all live instrumentation it was just another you know like an evolution of them and it was like you know and it was really it was really good um and then you know like seeing their name attached to um uh you know seeing them still producing i feel like that's kind of i don't even know i I don't know if they've done anything lately like i still think the two songs that they produced off of the uh for the weekend for the weekend were fucking fantastic they're great songs the, both of them. They didn't really work good. on that whole album, right? I don't think they did. The Someone was trying to tell album. me that was their last album because they worked on that whole album. I'm like, are you sure? I thought it was like two I songs. I don't think they worked. I don't think they did. It was yeah. just those two, maybe two, maybe one other song. I thought that they worked on that they produced. Um, but um, I don't know what they've done since then. But I mean, at the same time, it's like at that point, it's like you know, you already heard stories beforehand where even people were like, you know. There had been stories where people were like, had asked them, you know, like, hey, would you mind remixing a song of of ours or doing something like that? And they basically were like, yeah, we don't do that no more. Like, it just not doesn't interest them to do that kind of stuff anymore. You know what I mean? 
So I felt like they were already like, there's only certain things they wanted to do. And probably I, I, I would foresee them probably still producing mm-hmm. or, you know, people were even saying maybe that's the end of Daft Punk, but possibly the start of something else. It's maybe they still work together. Maybe they just produce now. Maybe they're just, you know, I think, and I would think though, like they've been together for so long. Maybe they just don't want to fucking, I mean, they're older dudes now. Maybe they don't want to fucking perform. Maybe yeah. they don't want to just, they just want to produce. Yeah. Know? Was it a Tomah Bengalter? He has his own record label that mm-hmm. produced some fucking really good shit too. Like DJ Maddie. I think DJ Maddie has a, was on his label and he remixed. Uh, what is it called again? What? What's the label called? Banger Records, I think. Yeah. He DJ Meddy has a song called Fuck what's it called? Signatune. Okay. By DJ Meddy. It's a to- Toma Bengalter uh edit. It's that's uh, a really good song. Like the the yeah, the, the you might have not seen them together, but like some of the stuff that did did on their own was great. Like artists so many artists do. Yeah. Their influence is fucking wide. Yeah. Like Daft Punk is like they like that was like my introduction to like that type of music and it like it expanded to like a bunch of other shit like boys noise and fucking other dude i still remember like the first time hearing daft punk was during the whole house craze and the first thing i remember was around the world and that yeah. shit got crazy big and i remember being super into it and i still remember a school dance where it was around the world mixed in with the tetris ding ding ding, ding. like it was the next song after yeah. around the world but they were like that's when it got big and then everything from there i remember the first time i saw them when they were robots was robot rock like yeah. they might have done that before but i never had seen it and i remember like what the fuck it was these guys and then like for years just a lot of stuff throughout like my life has always involved them which is kind of crazy you know they didn't have a shit ton of albums, but when the albums came out, there was like important songs throughout. Like uh-huh. if I go through my childhood going to now, it's crazy. I'm not sure if you guys heard about this because uh, this whole week of them talking about stuff, um, James Milky, uh, Mark McDonald and John Riccardi, old one up veterans, one up.com uh, on a podcast in 2012, they all went their separate ways when One Up went away. James Milky worked on Luminous Electronic Symphony, but did you know Luminous was almost Luminous Daft Punk when he was working when he was working on it? Sorry, what? I didn't. I missed that. What'd you say? Luminous that Luminous Revita, Luminous Electric Symphony that uh, that James Milky was working on was almost Luminous Daft Punk. Oh shit! Because it was Ubisoft, a French company. He, it was on a podcast in 2012, so people knew about this, but it came back up again because of them breaking up. But we were close to having a Luminous Daft Punk game. The only thing that stopped it, they were all for it. They were, they were in talks. They were all for it. You know, like James Milky was talking about, if you're going to hit for it, hit for the moon. And, and they did. The only problem was they were like, hey, yeah, we're interested in doing this, but we don't want to put any of our hits in it. We want to make original new music for it so they were like fuck yeah so they were already having plans of like all right you're playing luminous and the better you make the songs the crowd pumps it up and it's crazy and you're there you're, you're in their little dome or their triangle dome and it, it builds up and everything and the only reason it didn't happen was they were busy with the tron legacy soundtrack stupid tron <laughs> it, it was close but it just never happened and that that's like holy shit that would have been so cool 
The yeah. only other game they were on was uh, DJ Hero. The second one, right? DJ well, Hero Well, I would argue that it was the first one, no? I don't know I mean, which one they were on. Because I, I, I didn't play the second one a lot. I would argue that the reason that, that, that DJ Hero even was successful had a lot to do with their being a part of that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I wanted to bring it up because, I, like, like I said, like, we all have a connection to Daft Punk. Our, our friendship was formed in, in, in around that time. I still remember conversations of just, like, talking to Joe about it. And gr- some great advice and some advice where I was just like, I don't know, Joe. But I remember I was just like, man, what album should I get? Which ones are good ones? Now, the answer should have been, like, all of them because they're all great. But I remember Joe telling me, just get a live 2007. That's all you need. And I'm like, it's good, but I do need the other ones. Yeah. No, but I think a live 2007 is like that album that has all of their hits. Oh, yeah. So no, like, no, it was great. You can, you can listen to that one and then go and find, you know, from there you can just go get everything else. Yeah. It's still, to me, the best, the best live uh, album. One of the best live albums I've ever heard. It's mm-hmm. fucking so good. But yeah, um, yeah, it's gonna suck. No more Daft Punk, but uh, I was I was bummed out, but excited at the same time because it kind of like me thinking back on how they influenced and how they were a part of everything, uh, just made everything really cool. Like you know, it was sad, but it was just kind of like, but still like you know. If they didn't want to do anything, I'd rather have them not do it anymore instead of put out anything that's half-ass, you know? Yeah. So, all good things must come to an end, so, as they say. But, yeah, well, that's going to be it for this week. If you want to send us any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send it to us at thirdpartycontrollpodcast at gmail.com or our Instagram at thirdpartycontrollpodcast. It's thirdpartycontrollpodcast with a 3RD. Thanks for listening. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Libra with... Beto Esparza. And... Joe Ramirez. And we may not be as good as everyone else, but we kind of get the job done. Later. Peace. You guys, what? wait, Joe, do you have a favorite Daft Punk song? I have a favorite Daft Punk song? Yeah. Damn, I don't think I have just one. I have a lot of fucking favorites. Um, my, uh, my, do, you, do you have a least favorite song? You know uh, what? In one of the new ones, he's the guy who did Face to Face, but then in the new album, in a, in a Ram, he had a. I go my it was almost to like paradise. It, it, I, I fragments of like love, dude. Song. Huh? Fragments of time. You don't like that? No, that I don't even want it to end. To... That one? Yeah. I you don't, don't like, like it as much as face to face. Fuck you, Jesse. That's a fucking great goddamn song. You stupid fuck. I didn't dig it. You know what? You know what? You know what? Fucked it up. Song. He wanted to compare it to something. It's a great fucking song, dude. I didn't like. I can't. That's my least favorite. These fragments of time. Yeah, uh, I, 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 it's not horrible, but I don't like it that much. My least favorite. I think around oh, the same. The second Pharrell one that's on that album. I didn't. Like oh yeah, that. I was in Lose Yourself. I didn't like that one. 
Actually, you know what? Uh, that one's worse. Him, I'll give that one. That one's best thing. That's the best song. I'll take back what I said. The second Pharrell one, I was even remember that? I told you. Why'd he get a second song? Why'd he get it? Remember? I was like, why'd he get a fucking second song? That one's not good. Why'd he uh, get sure. it? It is right. actually. Now that you remind me of the, for, the second Pharrell song. In your mind because I said fuck no, you. No, no, no. No, no I, don't care, I don't care if you say fuck you. I was just like, you remind me of the Pharrell one. I was like, you know what? That one's actually the worst one. That second Pharrell one is not good at all. 